guys, and welcome to From My Lens Podcast. Today, I have a special guest and a friend. Her name is Valerie. Again, she's back on this podcast, but this time it's a little different. We're talking about her new launch of her book. And do you want to tell us what it is, Valerie? Well, there are actually two books, lovey. <laughs> okay, uh, there you go. Books. We got yeah. two books. Yeah, we got two books and I wrote them within uh, three months. Okay. Uh, it's beautiful. It's all about, you know, ancient love stories, poetry, awakening process, healing, healing. which humanity needs, uh, you know, humanity is going through that process. It's all yeah. about healing our traumas, our, you know, childhood wounds. Mm -hmm. It's just, and then again, it always goes back to love. Everything I love that. always goes back to love. Yeah. That's great. Now, I know like before we even dive in about the book and the strategy and how you came up with it, I wanted to ask you what actually, since when did you started to write? And I remember, I remember walking with you when we were um, somewhere in Vancouver, Stanley Park. And I remember talking about frequency, energy, consciousness, all in love, most importantly. And just after our conversation, I felt this higher vibration and I felt like literally so good as if I just got a facelift, which is so weird to say, but it really felt so good that two hours of conversation with you. Um, now, can you tell us a bit about energy frequency? Because I know you're a huge channeler like myself and uh, for a lot of my listeners who are listening, um, what 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 is frequency and energy and how how do you actually channel the way my mind reasons with that is that frequencies are dimensions and with the kind of line of um mission work that i do is that i channel from different dimensions and from different uh frequencies so far um one of my biggest work has been working with the eighth dimension so when we actually met, I was in that state of a frequency of eighth dimension, which is what you were elevated into. What is eighth dimension? So what is eighth dimension? It's really, really interesting, actually. Um, the way my mind sees it is um, really, really high frequency, and it's super, super light um, for me to channel those um, frequencies. Frequencies then turn into energy. Mm -hmm. Energy is kind of basically where the knowledge are kind of stored. And that's how my, 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 my system processes them. And they're processed via, through the processing system of the chakras. So all of those are related. Your chakras has to be super cleansed pretty much at a zero point. Mm -hmm. Uh, in order to uh, understand what those uh, energies are, what they carry. And in order for me to, for my consciousness to uh, plug into the eighth dimension, uh, my whole body has to be very, very clean. That space is super, super light. Yeah. It's like, the, for me, how I experience it is the only way for me to access that space is when I'm completely aligned with it and it and in its frequency field mm -hmm. so I can't access that unless 
my whole body is very, very clean and aligned with its frequency. Right. Now, when yeah. you say clean and at a point zero, like, do you have to be, does it actually comes down to what you eat, what you drink, um, you know, just how does somebody it comes down to all of those different elements okay so what you eat plays a big huge part mm -hmm. in um, in this yeah um i when i access those dimensions um i am instructed actually i am instructed by my my these beings these beautiful beings that i channel from that dimension themselves so they do give me instructions as to what I need to do to prepare my body to travel in there because if I was just traveling from the state of where I am where I've eaten food mm -hmm. and access that which sometimes it does happen I notice a huge difference it distorts the uh the energy the messages right. as well too and that's a space where I don't want to work when I am in that space I only would like to work on a space where if I'm channeling those frequencies uh, is when I am completely linked into it as my body should be. So that the messages that I am receiving are as clean and pure the way I would bring it down here and not distorted. Right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. So do you eat as well? Like, or do you just do cleansing? I just juice for those moments. So I would juice for like about two weeks three wow. weeks, depending on the intensity of um, the work that I am being asked to um, involve myself into, because, you know, we all, we have that free will to choose to, uh, are you willing to do the, the work for it? Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to do the work, then are you willing to shift your, um, you know, your, the elements that's happening here in, in the physical space that we are in, in order to um, access those knowledge those yes. energies absolutely. yeah absolutely. and the kind of being that i am is that i was born for this and there's always that truth i love how you said it i was born for this yes i yes i was and that was something that was explained to them too you know yes, uh they explained that i was born for this but it was kind of hard for me in the beginning to really adjust to that you yes. know because of you know my storyline where I come from or where I came from you know mm -hmm. so um so it took me a little bit to really adjust to those truths and then you know they put me into a process of really understanding that yes I was born for being who I am today yeah you know and that is where the power comes mm -hmm. is when you access that truth and you align with that truth Right. And nothing else is going to stop you from that moment on. You just move forward with um, the creations that's there ready and available for you to uh, to create what needs to be created. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So sorry, just to uh, hop on to my next question. Um, like, I know you talked about cleansing, you know, going to complete zero to really feel all these things, which I completely agree. And um, like, for somebody who probably does not juice or, you know, probably drinks gallons of coffee a day, um, what advice would you give them in terms of like, because it's so hard to kind of, you know, put yourself to that level where you, you can't 
completely cut off these things, you know, just go cold turkey all, all of a sudden. But if somebody does want to practice mindfulness and frequencies, energy, and to kind of really feel that, what basic advice would you give them to kind of get started? It's simply the willingness. It's as simple as that. Uh, you are given a choice all the time, you know, it's a choice to choose to do that or yeah. it's a choice to do what you really want to do, right. you know, we are given those options and choices all the time, uh, those are not being taken from us, those are not being controlled or anything in any way, mm -hmm. shape or form, right. you know, from my experience, that is, is that, you know, it's like, you're, you're given a choice of two paths of two roads left or right you know it's always there in front of you at any given moment and you know I it's see like it it's I your see choice it. to make that yeah so it's a choice to do that and yeah. and the willingness to 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 exist in that space right now you know? what inspired you to get just even step into this world of consciousness because I know you talked about and I think you even talked about in my first uh, podcast show that we did um, together, like, I, you know, from where you came from, and how there was a huge adjustment that you had to do. Um, is your, could you just kind of summarize that again, uh, for some of our new listeners, like what inspired you to even step, get, step into the conscious state of mind? Um, yeah. It's when I start connecting with my, my channelers with my, with my guides and listening to what they were saying and what they were communicating with me. In the beginning, it was really scary because you know, you're know you hearing these uh, voices that's channeling, giving you information. Mm -hmm. And you know I didn't have a teacher about what these are. And so I went with my instinct. And there's always this part of me that, you know, if what the messages are bad, then that's something, a different storyline altogether. But once I started listening to the messages, they were all about healing. They were all about me becoming more aware of my surroundings, yeah. of the trees, of the planets, and you know our cultures, our society. You know, it was all about that. So then it made me really kind of get into my my field of understanding that you know there's something else um, way bigger outside. Right myself or outside my thoughts in terms of um fear yeah of where i told myself let's just go for the journey and see where it's gonna take us right so that was the first time i dipped my toes and i yeah. allowed myself to dip my toes into that without fear in a way i mean there's always going to be that because when you are moving into the unknown you know you can't touch it it's mm -hmm. all based on feelings you know and so I allowed myself to feel right and with that I just move forward mm -hmm. and you know when you're accessing those dimensions of yourself you are going to, um, in my case I was hit with uh, many lifetimes yeah of stories and and I saw myself in all of those storylines and what I went through, you know, and I just went go, I just went forward with that and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. So back to the question of inspiration. Yeah. I don't think that I ever looked at it in a way where I was inspired, you know, to that I had an inspiration. 
I think for me, there was an unconscious state part of myself that was calling me mm-hmm. to go uh, deeper and deeper. And that was what was calling me. And that's what I followed. Yeah. And so in a way, I guess that's what inspired me is mm-hmm. to understand and discover <laughs> that unknown part of myself that was so strong Got that it. I crave to understand. Yeah, definitely. So I know you talked about, you know, how you dipped your toes and really went for it. Now, um, I kind of wanted to go back and ask you this one question, um, which is when you dived into this consciousness and when they were talking to you, like, how did you even like kind of know who they are and like, you know, who like, like, how is that connection? Like, what were they even actually saying? Who are they? Like, was that your conscious state of mind telling you? Or was it like something much more higher than your conscious state of mind? I knew it was something much way higher and um, farther um, than um, what I'm made of. Right. And... So for me, it was instinct, you know, again, it's that choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Fear is in the background, right? But there's that moment with myself where I listened to the fear. um, And I also listened to what they were communicating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a choice of just simply shutting that door. Or in my case, because it didn't make me feel scared, even though fear was there. Um, it didn't make me feel scared. It, it, something was familiar about it, mm-hmm. you know, um, even though I was unconscious in that, you know, I was unawakened. What made you actually um, take this path? It was just basically a regular day, you know, uh, coming from work, I believe, and suddenly something shifted in me. You know, that was um, when uh, my Kundalini was being woken up. And so then all of that's where everything started. Um, My Kundalini woke up and then it started to do yoga for me. At that Mm -hmm. point, I have no idea what yoga is pretty much, you know. So then again, those, uh, you know, I kind of went through a really like fast, massive shift in a way where uh, the Kundalini rising happened the purging happened with the chakras Mm -hmm. and then at the same time they were also there communicating with me so when all of these package all came all at once so that's when I speak about you know the fear was there you know Mm -hmm. and it was me standing there in 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 the silence and really adjusting myself to all that frequencies all that dimensions that was being opened at the same time and I tell myself you know how do they make me feel Mm -hmm. um what are they really communicating with me and it was in the form of writing when they uh you know started communicating with me and what I felt when they were communicating with me was uh gentleness and love right and so then that is what I followed with my instinct and also what was coming out into the paper Mm -hmm was basically messages of love for me and them explaining themselves who they are 
and yeah. you know and for me all those doors were so locked mm-hmm. and shut so you just have to kind of I just it. yeah I just allowed myself to follow what what they were communicating with me and so I just shifted I followed the instructions right but yeah because the instructions were you know logically because I'm a very logical person too you know I reasoned with myself the instructions is telling me to eat healthy mm-hmm. right how and were so you at that point before, how were you before in terms of your like when you say they were helping you with love and all these things and you know love was the main thing um how what kind of person were you before before this whole process I was a loving person that never shifted like yeah. me where I was before to where I am today it never shifted yeah. it's the same thing just more understanding where is where that is all coming from that's where you know but I grew up I came from a village and I was surrounded with you know uh, I knew as a child when people say I knew when I was a child something was different about me <laughs> I knew as a child something was different about me because yeah, yeah. I, you know I was surrounded by um, you know lots of cousins and mm-hmm. the neighbor's kids and their interests were very very different from mine you know and I was more about like that right away yeah and 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 I and I was like really when I would look into my surroundings the culture in my village Mm. it was like I could tell something else was looking behind my eyes as a child and I could tell that I wasn't thinking as a Mm four-year-old because I could tell that my frame of thoughts were very very much more at like an older type of thinking, almost right. ancient. Right. And I was seeing all of these. Then I moved to Vancouver mm-hmm. and all How of that, that shut down. I was 11 years old when I moved okay. to Vancouver. Then that all shut down. I guess it was, uh, they call it culture shock, which I didn't culture realize. Culture shock, society, yeah, everything, I, yeah. But it was also because of how the city lifestyle was. I came from an organic life style you know where I had freedom to roam my village into the fields and go to the river you know Mm -hmm. you had all of this freedom you know just to go to the woods climb trees pretty much the first thing that I heard when I landed in Vancouver when I could finally understand English was that you're not allowed to climb trees um you're not allowed to do anything (laughs) yeah which then to me, that shocked my whole entire core system because taken that away. was my passion as a child was climb yeah. trees. So then that's where things started to kind of like, I felt um, my world shut down. Mm. You know, that part of yourself where you're so adventurous kind of like yeah. just shut down. Imagine that sense of culture shock and, you know, society putting different ideologies in you and, you know, trying to maneuver you. So I could definitely see that and it's almost like what happened just to reiterate what you said um it's almost like you finally you all of that was already there in the beginning when you were a kid and when you moved um you know all these things kind of played a different game and finally at a right time right day it all snapped it just all snapped snapped. yeah like that was I think 10 years ago I want to say 10 years ago pretty much and um, one day I came home and then it's like these beings just suddenly started kind of communicating with me mm-hmm. and my kundalini started to rise. 
and my chakra started to um, to shift and move and purge. Mm. It was all about purging. Um, I feel it's so important to be conscious of your surroundings, of more than that, of yourself first. And all these portals will eventually open, uh, which we have closed and locked for so long. Um, and that also goes down to um, anybody who has not listened to the first episode we did together, definitely listen to that because that's something we talked about, um, like about purging, about energy exchange and things like that. So definitely tune into that. Um, but I wanted to also talk to you now um, based on your new book. So what inspired you to... Um, like write poems and find inspiration? Writing poems has always been there the whole time. It's almost like my, my core of writing because I write from my soul and my soul is a poet. Uh, so most of my writings is, um, comes from there. Um, inspirations is basic, it, they come from, um, the elements of where I am in my life. And the last two books was about a beautiful woman that I met um, and I wrote about her. Right. And I wrote about our process and uh, the, the elements that kind of played in that space. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, um, the type of writer that I am um, when I'm simply in that writing space I can write a book in a month and that seems to be a trajectory of the way how I write and because wow. I write from the soul right I simply let my soul um write uh, what it needs to write and I simply am the physical embodiment of um, bringing it into this physical reality so I find writing to be very simple for me. Um, sometimes um, what is hard is actually when, when we are faced with those emotions that we sometimes don't want to admit with ourselves. And I have become braver with that. Last night I went to sleep and what came to my thought was something so beautiful. Oh, and God. the thought was, um, it is so beautiful to be truthful. Absolutely. And so, yes. And so that is where I have um, arrived um, in my journey. And I do write in my books a lot about, you know, freeing your voice. Because as we um, move forward in life, it's all about, you know, in society where we are now, um, it seems things are closing. Yeah. And, and you know, and- <laughs> That's and, a whole different topic in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but my point to that is that it's now also about um, blooming. Right, absolutely. And allowing um, your own truth to basically come out and let it like- Flourish. Let it, let it yeah, let it bloom. Yeah. the best way you can express yourself. 
right. you know, the most beautiful way you can express that. Yeah. So that's amazing that all of that really ignited, inspired you, especially a woman, you know. Um, and if you don't mind us sharing, um, what inspired you to come up with, uh, you know, name, name of your book called The Beautiful Oasis of Loving a Woman? Was that again? <laughs> it's it's all in the process of uh, in those uh, creations. Uh, I'm very attentive to how the storylines are forming themselves. So I sim I listen, I listen to the different layers and depths of uh, those elements. For me, it's all about elements, right? Right. And um, and the depths of those elements, and I break them down, right? But the titles just comes. I, the thing is, for me, I've now gotten to that realization that um, the type of writer that I am, everything is there for me. I just have to um, stitch them. All the puzzle pieces are hovering, and it's up to me to um, pick them up and, and make them into a puzzle. And so my writing style is basically very free flow. And it's also based on my emotions as well, too. So they just write themselves. Yeah, that's amazing. I just yeah. channel them. So what I love about your sense of writing, what inspires me to continue to work on the book that I'm working on is to allow myself to really be free and really, really just let it flow naturally instead of controlling it so much. Yes, and um, also too, when you, you're in that space, even the words themselves, when you, you try, you tell myself, I'll be like, oh, I should use this word. It's yeah. like, it, it doesn't function. So these are the that's things it. that I learned from the very beginning. And then that's when I let, um, also, I noticed that the hand carries so much wisdom and knowledge. Yes. Yes. And so I let the hand do it all. Yeah. Even at like three o'clock in the morning and I'm sleeping, You'll just wake I up. have my, yeah, I have my book <laughs> underneath my bed. I pull it out and I let my hand write wow. in the dark, you know? And so in the morning, I know that I have it written out. And so, you know, writing is a beautiful tool um, to heal yourself, mm -hmm. to discover about who you are and also um there are many keys and ingredients in there yeah um as how to we can also heal the world in itself right and that mm -hmm. comes through writing now i don't want to put you on the spot but can you share top two quotes or poem from your book it's basically from my book called flower inferno in the valleys of lavender meadows Ooh. The consciousness of flowers blooming seductively, like codes that the gods keep on pouring onto my body. Glory does not taste sweet when my arms are empty, when you are the embodiment of my spirituality. You are the skin and bones of my realities. I shake my head at these emotions I want to abandon, but they are these dimensions I can't get out of. For my whole existence is to come and love you, 
love you, love you. But, oh, but, I mourn because you won't let me. Wow. And the title of this passage is called Soul Fatigue. Soul Fatigue, guys. Yeah. All right. This is incredible. I have to, I have to uh, get my hands on this book. Yeah, I think that's so cool, Valerie. I'm so proud of you because I know we were talking and then you kind of went MIA for, for about a few months uh, or probably almost a year. Um, but you know what? I think it's incredible because you do, you're working on something, you know, you're not talking about it and then suddenly, boom, you've done it, you did it. And now you're out here, you know, um, I think it's just so incredible. So definitely what you've done is, um, it's huge. It's amazing. And I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. And I'm also so, so proud of you too, from, uh, what you're doing at the other end and your work, your creativity, and, you know, you are also shifting since the last time you and I have, uh, had a conversation, yes. um, You've shifted a lot and I see it and I feel it, which I'm so happy for you. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. I'm definitely trying and I'm just in a process. And I think what's amazing about humans and of, of just us and channelers and stuff that, um, you know, today you're something, but tomorrow it's like, we're always evolving. We're changing. We, yeah, we know? are always evolving. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, and we and don't that's evolve. You know, and that hurts. Yeah, if we don't evolve, that really hurts. I have that to hurts. say, you know? <laughs> it, yeah, it hurts. And even evolve. that, I will. Yeah, and even yeah. that, I will write about it. You know. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. And also, I think I know we talked about freedom, and um, you know how um, all of that. I think we should definitely do a third episode based on that. I think that would be incredible. How um, how when people talk about free will, actually, that's one thing I really want to talk about because I know we have some time and if that's okay with you. Um, Definitely. Just to kind of summarize this, what does free will mean to you? Free will to me is quite simple, actually. It is about allowing yourself to express yourself in your creative process. Right. Hmm. Um, so can you kind of go a little deeper than that? Because I so when you allow yourself, when you allow yourself to express yourself in your creative process, mm -hmm. that in itself holds such a deep, deep power because you are freeing yourself in that moment with you know millenniums of trauma right. of um kate being caged and there's something to be said about simply allowing yourself to express yourself in that sense um in that space when you're allowing yourself to be just in your creative um sacred space you are shedding, you know, those layers, you're healing those layers that has bound you. 
um, by culture, by family, by society, by history, you know, um, you know, yeah, so it's healing, it's healing those wounds when you're doing that. And that's where you can start freeing yourself. Funny that you say that. I was talking to one of my clients today, um, something very similar, obviously not profoundly as the way you put it, but I told her that it's almost like if we don't heal ourselves, we are letting our past ancestors and generations and generations of traumas carry it forward to the future. And with this whole, this whole pandemic, this whole thing that's just happened, or this whole thing had really kind of stopped, obviously, um, aside from the negatives, let's look at the positives, it allowed us to also heal from things from the past, you know, to get that courage and that sense of, um, you know, to be able to um, cut things that that needed to be cut off, you know, um, to be, that needed to, that you needed to flee yourself from. So it's almost like all the chains from the past that you were holding on to from the generations, it's almost like time, it's time to just break that and uh, free yourself from that. Um, so that's what I, I got out of what you just said. Exactly. Um, this time that we are being given mm-hmm. is basically a reset for humanity. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for those who are willing, we go back to the willing, <laughs> the willingness and, you know, the choice to really, uh, look into yourself, you know, because right. everything does begin from the self you know, mm-hmm. and see what is working and what is not working and your willingness to uh, work on those and see yourself. Um, I'm all also all about um, understanding your light right. and your dark, Definitely. you know, and that's where I gather a lot of my writings from mm-hmm. is from me uh, witnessing myself, both in my light and in my dark. And to really um, acknowledge those existence in me right. and understand them for what they play in my life. That's amazing. And I think anybody who um, is listening to this should um, you know, have the courage. Um, we should have the courage really to acknowledge that in our lives, uh, to allow ourselves to do that because really we we are the we are the we are the ones who um, can free ourselves and trap ourselves. But what happens is what society does to us is we end up blaming things outside instead of looking at, you know, on the inside. And that's what happens. So yeah, I definitely agree with what you said. And, um, you know, once again, I'm so happy to have you um, back on this podcast after this incredible journey you were on and you know your incredible book which I cannot wait to get my hands on and for anybody who's listening uh please please check out Valerie Dayright's new book called The Beautiful Oasis of Loving a Woman. 